They're called rappers, you ignorant bitch. Oh, sorry. Hey, hey, didn't see you there. Come on in. This is our podcast called Up Next. It's a, a podcast about music. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen. I'm joined by my good pal, Andy. Say hi, Andy. Oh, hi. Hi there, fellas. My name's Andrew. Andy, if you uh, if you prefer. Oh, so, so, sorry. Did I, did I use the wrong the wrong name for oh, you? Oh, sorry. There? No, I should have told you that uh, my I go by uh, my adult Christian name now. <laughs> All right, that's as long as I can keep the bit going. Um, I didn't lose it. Are you proud of me? That was beautifully. I mean, you're the trained comedian. Degreed. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Andy. Uh, Andy, how are you on this fine Monday night? As we have not discussed prior, I'm feeling really good. Um, (laughs) For reasons we can't discuss. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're we're recording this before, before the turkey day. So mm-hmm. work is, I feel, slow for a lot of people, unless you're in the service industry. Uh, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. Uh, give me that McD. Uh, shout out. Shout Share out. it with a friend. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I graduated from Second City. Um, so I'm a degreed funny man. Congratulations. That's very exciting, Andy. What's what's next for you then? Yeah, I don't on know. On the comedy front. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't didn't know. know if there was like a natural progression or just keep taking auditions, putting up shows, hoping the right people see me, and then uh before you know it, I'm auditioning in front of Lorne Michaels. <laughs> I mean honestly, yeah, that's that's kind of the trajectory. Regardless of how realistic that is for me <laughs> is a whole nother thing. But uh what's what's realistic for you, Steve? How are you doing? I'm fine. Um, it's been a busy week or so. Got to see you. Uh, was that it? was great. Yeah, that was fun down in the Windy City itself. Always fun to see my pal Andy in the flesh. Yeah, that was great. Got to see my pal, your son, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to then leave your son. <laughs> well, he ought to get used to that. <laughs> um, Ooh, uh, yes. Mm, mm. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, dude, you know, did you know that Second City has multiple locations? Um, I don't know if I knew that, but I, I guess I would have guessed yeah. it. Yeah. So there's the the OG one, uh, my alma mater, Second City, Chicago. Then there's one in L.A., but there's one in Toronto, Canada. Tr- Toronto. Toronto, oh. Canada. Yeah, it's the nicest of the second cities. Who else? Who else comes from Toronto? I have no idea. This sounds like your episode and your your answer. Oh yes. Well, the subject of today's episode, Pup the band, of course, hails from the wonderful Canadian town of Toronto, Canada. Very nice. Also, can we applaud how slick that segue was? That was like butter. I do want to just apologize at the top. I should probably put a content warning at the beginning of the episode that we will be talking about Canada and Canadians, and I I feel guilty about that. I didn't know this band was Canadian when I first got into them. Uh, 
Yeah, for all those those red-blooded Americans listening to this podcast. <laughs> it is upsetting. Canada is offensive. It's just the fact that it exists, in my opinion. So I don't feel good about this, is what I'm saying. I'm going to do it. Bold hot takes. Are you okay with Canada? Yeah, man. They have, uh, they have poutine, which is fucking amazing. And they have McGill, which is a really good music school. And they gave us Degrassi. <laughs> they give us Drake. Uh, it's neither here nor there, but they gave uh, us Degrassi. I just take issue with like a country that is not France, just like allowing people to speak French. I will just, say though, there's just Canadians running around that just know French. And like, I've never been to Canada, but I do love all of. They are con- the most consistent thing I've ever heard about Canada is French Canadians are just. They're just cosplaying as French people. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, come on now, you're, you can, you can speak all the poor French that the real French make fun of all you want, but you're still an American. That's a badge. <laughs> it, a sh- that's your scarlet letter. It'd be hilarious if the colonial history didn't exist and they were just like really into France. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this pocket of Canada was like, yeah, we're just going to be really, really into French culture and language for no. Yeah. Yeah, apropos of nothing. Apropos of nothing. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm always down to shit on people. <clears throat> and the only cons- uh, consistent thing is French people being like, oh, French Canadians. Oh. <laughs> I guess yeah. the, only, like, the main thing about like French, like Canadian French is like how they spread their vowels. So instead of like we, you know, like, yes, it's like, wah, it's like, wah, wah. It sounds like a duck. They're just a bunch of ducks. All these French started hanging out with geese <laughs> that informed their language. They really are Americans. They took something good from the continent and ruined it. <laughs> We're not so different, them and us. <laughs> Which is why I think we they should just accept. We should all merge by us. Yeah. We should all just merge. Yeah. Anywho, let's talk a little bit about this band, Pup. Oh, God. Pup is a band. Uh, the name stands for Pathetic Use of Potential. Jesus. Which... Of course it does. <laughs> oh my god. Extremely relatable. Uh, the band originally formed in 2010 under the name Topanga. Um, I think Topanga, she was the character in The Boy Meets World. Is or that Saved it? By the Bell. Topanga. I wanted to say Save by the Bell, but I don't recall either of those well enough, so... Uh, the band is made up of Stefan Babcock on vocals and rhythm guitar, Zach Mykula on drums, percussion, and backup vocals, Steve Sladkowski on lead guitar and backup vocals, and Nestor Chumak on the bass and backing vocals. You get a vocal, and you get a vocal, and you get a vocal. Those are my favorite kinds kinds bands when every, everyone's pitching into the vocals. I know you love a good gang vocal, which... Uh, well, I hope that that's one of the probably few things you <laughs> found to enjoy on this album. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so the band plays, I don't know, I see them referred to as a punk band everywhere, which I think doesn't fully capture kind of what they've got going on. I think they definitely run in the punk circle and kind of have that attitude and energy. But um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a, the music they put out, especially this record, is a bit more, mm, I don't want to say, more interesting than punk because punk can be pretty plenty interesting but i don't know i don't think that one title captures everything you know how much i hate genre um 
They put out three full-length records, the self-titled in 2013, uh, The Dream is Over in 2016, and Morbid Stuff, the topic of tonight's episode, in 2019. So I guess a little background on the album, and by that I mean a little background, I don't have much, um, came out April 5th, 2019, and received quote-unquote universal acclaim, according to Metacritic, with an average score of 85. The amount of times we have said (laughs) universal acclaim from Metacritic, specifically, not any other source, Metacritic. That's like... um, Thank you, Wikipedia, for always including the Metacritic rating. And thank you, Metacritic, for doing the hard work of aggregating review scores so that we don't have to. It's kind of like how every book seems to be like a New York Times bestseller. Right? Yeah. So if you don't have a a bestseller sticker... You're a hack author. Because I've seen romance novels that people read for, like, as a joke on YouTube mm-hmm. have bestseller stickers. Yeah, I'm not sure that means anything anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the band. That's All right. <laughs> yeah. So, wrap this thing up. Uh, Andy, what did you think of this record overall? I liked it. I thought it was really? well. I thought it was so. You're saying like punk. I thought it was more pop punk, like a lot of it was. It's I thought very it was poppy, very was, catchy, which is why I dug it. Um, uh, again, reading because you know, reading along with shout out genius, reading along with the lyrics while I was doing this, and just re- like you know, just a brief Wikipedia glance because I didn't want to you know spoil spoil the fun, but um, I thought. This is a sad boy band, and this makes sense. Which is funny, too. Like, a lot of the content, well, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of the content is about this guy dealing with depression through song. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a decent amount of songs where the content is relationship-based. Mm-hmm. And I laughed. I got a good chuckle because this was suggested to me by Stephen Steffes, who... <laughs> by, but I would say by a fair margin, you could assume does not really know the amount of heartbreak that this person has had because he's oh. b- been with the same person for literally a fucking lifetime. <laughs> a depressing. I mean, if that was a lifetime, if that was literally a lifetime, it'd be a tragically okay. short lifetime. Then that would make sense why <laughs> he's so sad. <laughs> but I was just thinking about. I'm like this. <clears throat> my fucking heartbreak. This sad thing. You left me. I miss you. And I was like, Steve. The last time he maybe missed someone was 15 years ago, and it was maybe a little fling. I was like, this boy is suggesting these hard hitting themes. <laughs> he just. You're like the kind of person that would write a novel, and someone would be like, Wow, that's really insane. How you just feel that way, and were you in a in a situation like this oh no i just i see the news i i read things and i just i'm really i'm an empath <laughs> i think anyone that knows me know that knows that i am not an empath yeah uh, <laughs> so i i think you're you're okay you're, you're having a little fun here i don't think that's i'm totally having fun fair. but i th- yeah, okay I mean, i'm teasing some some of the songs clearly are about like breakups and all that which no i don't Thankfully, knock on wood, don't have a ton. Of, <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> ton of of experience to draw on. But I yeah. think in general, and like I don't think one needs to relate to every lyric to enjoy it. But I think there's a lot of songs just about like being sad, just being sad, <laughs> which is something I can do. 
No, I thought it, I thought it was a nice okay. album. I was pleasantly surprised. I literally turned it on because I started listening it, you know, during the day, as one does when they're working mm-hmm. from home. Yes, <laughs> and, and I said, "Wow, this is some way to go, way to surprise me, Steve." I am so glad to hear that. I was, I was worried. This is. I feel like we've had a string of like lukewarm reactions from both of both of us. Like, yeah, it's fine. That, that's kind of where I thought this was going to land. I'm going to skip ahead to one of the track notes mm-hmm. I wrote just because sure. it's relevant now. And I said, I said this song is leading me to believe that this album slash band is the perfect mix of Steve Sad and Andy Pop Punk. I love that. That's great. <laughs> but those are my high level thoughts. What about you? Um, yeah, so the reason I picked this album, I was telling, um, my very special lady friend this, uh, when we recorded our last episode, that, like, I used to, initially, I was putting so much thought and time into which record I picked, because I wanted to pick something that, like, provided some sort of variety and made me seem really cool for the kind of music I was into and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But I was, like, just really into this album for, like, the week leading up to that day, so I was like, oh, just, just pick this. Um, so what if it's another sad boy angry punk album <laughs> that's what you're gonna get you know what listeners make requests if you want something different okay um but yeah i just enjoy i mean we'll get into it more we've already talked about it some i i love the lyrics i think it's very good angsty angry like cathartic always straightforward and honest sometimes even funny uh lyrics um the music i it, it's extremely catchy in my opinion very poppy but it also has in some songs a, like a heavier like almost metal edge to it that i enjoy it's like a little little pinch of metal um <laughs> a little skosh of metal <laughs> a little skosh you know a and little all... too much iron you know <laughs> and as part of that in some songs they they do some slightly creative things with the time signature right where they kind of drop off the last beat of a measure here and there kind of keep you on your toes not just that not just that typical four four that you're always used to in this kind of music um and then just the i like the vocals like i was thinking this (laughs) in general not just the vocals but everything about it reminded me like comparing it to uh the esperanza spalding album i was like yeah andy's bringing us like this this fine wine of an album, you know, hand selected by the sommelier or whatever. Steve's and, bringing shots of Malort. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking I just showed up like a thirty-six pack of Natty Ice. <laughs> no, I'll give you in. You sh- you show up with PBR. That's respectable. You know, it's like beggars can't be choosers beer, but it's not bad. It's an honest man's beer. So, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> of the people. Yeah, but like. As far once again, I was just thinking about the vocals. I like the gang vocals. I like the yelling. Just the like it goes along with the lyrics, right? That just that angsty feel. Um, I like the songs and the bits where the vocalist just gives up on singing altogether and just like talks or yells the the words. Um, it's just such an energetic album. I love it. It's pretty. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess the only downside. Um, I don't, it's not a long album. It's like 37 minutes. There are a couple songs near the end where it's like, I don't know if it's because they're late in the album and I'm just sort of like, um, almost worn out of listening to it. Cause it's like a lot to take in. It's like, yeah, a lot of layers, like a wall of sound every song. So there's a couple songs where I'm like, okay, I don't know if I need these or not, but like, they're still fine. Um, I guess that's like the one downside. It's a lot. I agree. I agree with that. Wow. We are. 
so harmonious tonight. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> All right, well, shall we dig into uh, every single song on the album? Dude, I don't know, because a lot of this is some morbid stuff. Wow, I did not see that coming. I gotta be honest, did not see that coming. Uh, and a lot of these, I feel, I mean, a few of these I have things to say, but a mm-hmm. lot of the overall, I'm like this, like I wrote, nice track, but you know, uh, I I do, and I feel this is a trend with, we're either lukewarm or we're into something, but yeah. every once in a while, but I feel infrequently enough, we go... If I listen to this more, I feel I will think yeah. more things. And I feel this I feel about the whole album in that sense, you know, where mm-hmm. I I just wrote nice track. I like the odd phrasing. And like you said, you know, uh, they consistently like to like drop out beats or do mm-hmm. just random groupings of a five in the middle of a four beat structure. Right. Um but I and I like that that's the intro and you know kind of like in between the verse and the chorus that comes back. Uh, I like that lick a lot, but yeah, it's a nice track. It's a nice intro. <laughs> I totally agree. I think the only additional note is um, I like the the bridge is like a very significant tonal shift. It's like very bright compared to the heavier, darker um, other portions of the song. Uh, but everything else you said, I would totally agree with. It's a good track. Yeah. I kind of like uh the voc his vocals almost kind of remind me of some AJJ but in effect only you know uh and the timbre of it mm. you know where it's just kind of you know he has that kind of piercing punk beautiful emo voice but it's yeah it's not awful angelic right? angelic a uh, screaming angel <laughs> but you can tell there's some effect on it and it was yeah. just kind of giving me those kind of vibes like slightly kind of echoey it's like mm-hmm. but with no reverb somehow you know it's odd yeah. i was gonna mention i think their first two records were put out on side one dummy which has released ajj and jeff rosenstock records in the past so mm. the up next connection how about that kids i like he does this a lot as the mm-hmm. album went on but in this song specifically i wrote I like the mix of how he is straight up just speaking mm-hmm. and then yeah. the mix of actual singing. Right. And, it, you know, it's some nice variance in the tune. And I really like, especially because it's, you know, gang vocals coming in because it's just him speaking and then everyone harmonizing with him. Or, you know, it's him harmonizing with himself. Mm-hmm. But in the record, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And the this is the tune that I wrote. This album leads me to believe this is sad Steve <laughs> Andy pop funk. And I like the the guitar on the bridge. Yes. Uh, I think I made a note of the same bit. I I wrote the instrumental section slash solo grooves so hard. Dude, it's hard. It's it's hard grooving for sure. Once again, I agree with everything you had to say. Um, On the vocals, this is like my first first highlighted vocal. That verse two, the she said, I'm sick of it all. 
Your little songs are getting way too literal. I like that uh, kind of meta commentary, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I'm into it. It comes back later as well. Uh, but it had me chuckling. It still does every time. Just like a kid. Just like a fucking infant. Yeah, good tune. Beautiful tune. Free at Last is the next song. I think this is my one of my favorite songs on the track, uh, the album, if not oh, my really? favorite. Um, I don't know, it's just very pop funky. And I also, because the, mm-hmm. the version I saw was like their official music video. And I think I also just like how they went, we asked our fans to make, do a cover version having never heard the song before. Yeah, they just gave them the, the chords. And the yeah, lyrics, and like right? Scott 2 Network did one. Yeah, and, oh, really? and Finn Wolfhard, up. who is he's one is. of the main kids in Stranger Things and in the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm. Oh, also, I saw the new Ghostbusters movie last weekend. That was fucking amazing. Go see Ghostbusters. Man, you're having a Dude, good week. Dude, it was week. such a good week. <laughs> I, like... um, I Was Ghostbusters the highlight? Maybe. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Um... But so I did like that, and then I like especially this is just a dumb note, but I really like. There's no I dumb. I really notes. like in no the uh, in the second verse when he's like, "Sloppy Steph is back at it again, calling you at five a.m." And then line where it's like, "Have you been drinking?" And then this woman pops up because you know that's pres- like presumably I'm guessing one of the cover versions and she just happened to nail all of like the right pitches at the right tempo. Oh, I hadn't what? considered like, that. What what would be, be the, the fucking odds? <laughs> like so that's Yeah. I guess I assume they just had like had someone in the studio record that but it, since they had like hundreds of people submit covers, maybe that's what they took it from. So that is what I am interpreting that as only because that's so serendipitous and super cool to me. I I would like to believe that. Let's go. But with it's that. just, yeah. I also wrote, "Man, this fucker is sad," <laughs> but a solid track. <laughs> well, and just because you're sad again, it doesn't make you special. That was. I also do like that lyric so much. <laughs> I thought you might like kind of roll your eyes. Or no, I thought that. it was stupid, but I loved it. Cause you're sad again doesn't make you special at all. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really think is interesting is if you just go listen to like the very first few notes of the song it sounds like it's going a totally different place that, like that it sounds like it's gonna be a metal I was song. very not into it when I first heard those notes and then it went into <laughs> it and I go yes you were like oh no yes oh see I thought like I know you really like Coheed and Cambria that's like what I think when I hear those like those guitars in unison yeah i just because you know the the first two tracks set up a precedent for me Mm. and i was like this is this wasn't the vibe i was going for because you know if they Mm, all of a sudden tried sounding like coheed a couple tracks in (laughs) i kind of would turn me off might might be weird all right fair enough um Nice. I'm so I I'm beyond pleased to how this is going, Andy. I, yeah. I can't believe you're so positive on it. I thought you were going to make fun of me the whole episode. I did. I made fun of you enough up top. That yeah. was sincere. That wasn't a bit. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. What? Whatever. I'm not going to get into it now. Fine. <laughs> Dude, if you just keep up this sad boy shit, 
I'm gonna, I'll see you at your funeral. <laughs> Is that a threat? Uh, see you at your funeral. What a song. Yeah, what did I write? <laughs> I did like... As you know, lyrically, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is a a nice depiction of someone just being like, fuck, I need to just be better to deal with this breakup because we've I've I've definitely wanted to just shave my head after a bad breakup because because you're like, I need change. And all of the bad me is in my follicles. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> I like just on the lyrics I like like in the first verse he mentions some of the things he's trying to do to feel better I try vegan food I take a meditation right. um, and then later on when he encounters the ex in the produce section buying organic foods making healthy selections um, I, I just think there's at least maybe I'm just projecting but I, I feel like a, a bit of a like sort of sarcastic edge to that like oh yeah like I don't really believe any of the stuff's gonna help but whatever like it's what the internet says i like when he goes um we can watch the highlights in hell i hope they're televised yeah talking about the world exploding yeah yeah he's because rather than see her again he would just rather the world explode yeah like it, it goes from i hope i never see you or rather i see you at your funeral to how about just yeah the world ends and everyone dies it's pretty extreme this album's extreme one could say I mean, <laughs> emotionally, not like sonically. No, no. Um, I just love the guitars in this album. Yeah, so much good guitar work. There, I like the I like the chord structures they choose. It's just mm, elaborate. Like in this one in particular, just listening to what is it? It's moving from uh in between the. Like verse in the chorus, I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, it's it's almost like in my mind, it's like a '50s rock chord progression. Um, for mm. no reason, that's where my mind goes to, and I would not have innately thought that's where they would go, but they did, and I thought it was really nice. Nice, yeah. In this one, I noted just the rhythm guitar section or part in the hook. There's like some good hard stops that interact with the vocals, really nice. And throughout the song, there's like a nice, really clean guitar in like the kind of up in the mix that you kind of have to focus on to to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's real nice when you do. And I don't think there's a lot of clean guitar in this record. So that was a nice little right. treat. Uh, yeah. So should we move on to the next yeah. song? I was waiting for you to do a S- slick transition. I got nothing. Scorpion Hill the most depressing song on the album in my opinion I think this is my second favorite song surprise not lyrically um the lyrics had Fair. nothing to do with why I like it I just liked um and the acoustic intro, I will say, I was like, Ugh, okay, acoustic song, we know. Because I was like, oh, it's acoustic and kind of folksy. But then when mm-hmm. it comes in with that with that punk, I actually thought it was almost Lawrence Arms-esque, is what I, what I wrote down. Mm. Um, 
just a little bit in the structure and how the lyrics were falling. And it wasn't, you know, for the whole fucking track. It's just little snippets here and mm-hmm. there. I would kind of get that vibe, which I really liked. And I just really liked the melody and the harmonies in the chorus. And the hard out on end in the outro. I was like, ooh, that was slick. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I do like the more folksy tune. It's really the only, I feel like the only track on the album that really does that. Um, and then it kind of transitions into more of like a folk punk burner. Um, yeah, like I said, lyrically, this one, like, this is a pretty dark lyrical album, but this one gets pretty dark in my opinion I, I i'm guessing it's just like a fictional story fictional narrator i don't know hopefully <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah i don't know anything about this guy's life but it's like oh geez um especially the stuff with the kid bummer um and i like the other thing i like this is sort of a lyrical musical thing but i guess mostly a musical thing at the end of that first verse, there's kind of like a hard stop, and you go into a, like a halftime mm-hmm. hook. It's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. I've been having some pretty dark thoughts. I like them a lot. You know, that kind of sounds like you just need some closure. <laughs> closure. I like... This is another one, right, where it does kind of like a 7 plus 8 every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And then the halftime feel, like in the second chorus, I think that's where that happens. And then it's like this really beautiful, like, tame instrumental in the bridge. Yeah. Man, we're like, our notes are the same for all these songs. It's crazy. I like, I literally just noted this, the exact same item, so I have, I have nothing to add. I do just, I like the, like you mentioned, the halftime hook. Like, it sounds so heavy and it's just very, like, sort of like plodding along. Um, which works for me. It's another one of the songs that kind of has those heavier influences that I enjoy on this. I'm trying to get into heavier music lately. I'm, I'm opening my I'm heart. trying to show Marvin that I'm a badass. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, he knows. Yep. He knows. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't have too much more to say on that one. It's a good song. Okay, the next track, I... I lost my shit when I read Bloody Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good like ghost story song? Yeah, it's a good song. It's it's a fun song. It's a fun song. Yeah, I would and say. they. It's it's a little lighter lyrically. You know, it's not so damn serious. Um, and it's still it's very catchy. Um, and I just it's a fun song to listen to. They throw in some like you know it's. It's triplety, you know, it's kind of like in a six, and they throw mm-hmm. in a five every once in a while. I love that. I love that move. It's such a simple move, but just, they use it. They don't overuse it, you know, throughout the songs, but when it comes up, it gets me every time, like, oh, you bastard. I know, it's like a nice little stutter, and they, especially when they use it in the chorus, because it's very, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't phrase it, nat- like, in a natural break. Because when you do a lot mm-hmm. of fives, right, it's like one, two, three, one, two, or one, two, one, two, three. And they just kind of plow through it and then continue into right. the next bar. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, some good lead guitar lines in the song. Once again, just... Oh, go Asking if you prefer to be called Kate, <laughs> Ashley, or Mary Kate. 
Yeah, I honestly, because like the songs about the whole Bloody Mary thing, yeah. right? You make the lady appear in your mirror, which what fun for any child. <laughs> but why would why would she want to be called Ashley or Mary Kate? Her name's Mary. I'm not totally clear on that bit, but whatever. I don't know what to tell you. You <laughs> sounds like you just. I didn't. I didn't know if I was missing something there. It just sounds like you need your sister to beat the shit out of you in a gold old-fashioned sibling rivalry. Oh, come on. I could destroy her. Isn't she a fitness person? She's small. Yeah, but she can run faster or for more sustained periods of time. And then when, you're, when you're sleeping, bam. I don't, think she, I don't think she does cardio, really. And, like, I'm kind of a runner, so. Well, cool. Then so she's stronger than you. I don't know about that. I have very powerful ties. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think I think um this song is one of the ones where I talked about earlier, where like later in the album, I'm kind of like uh, maybe get a bit of fatigue. Like it's not my favorite. Wow, that is what I put. <laughs> I said I was like these peeps love their odd phrases. They're three plus fours. Yeah, siblings suck. <laughs> I'm like, it's a fine track. I'd have to listen yeah. to it more. Like, maybe if I s- did another listening <clears throat> and started it halfway through, I would mm-hmm. think differently about this. Yeah. I, I do think, and I, I think we've used this term, or at least I have, too many times this episode, but the hook is so damn catchy. And there's a bit of, like, call and response going on in the hook between the, I think, between the gang vocals and just the solo vocalist, if I recall correctly. I should take better notes. <laughs> you take notes as well as... You are the best Stephen Steffes note-taker I've ever seen. The, Thank you so much. Yeah, the more specific you get, the more I can't be contradicted, and then you can't be upset. <laughs> if I Like, I'm not lying. I also don't know many Stephen Steffeses, so... There can be only one. Well... I feel like if you met another one, you would have a full-blown meltdown. (laughs) It would take far less than that. (laughs) You ever have... Have you ever just been in, though, such a mood where just the littlest thing fucking sets you off? Uh, I live in that mood. (laughs) Yeah, like... I was just like, hey, uh, we're out of milk, but I'm going to get some right now. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm a joy to live with. Um, <laughs> I love this song. I said, this up top sounds like a meltdown. Uh, this was giving me, this is what I wrote, giving me Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack vibes. Oh, nice. I love that. I didn't think of that. You're, um, always, you're always bringing in the good reminds me ofs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, all about, that's, I'm all about connections. I also love the line, and half the crap I say is just things I've stolen from the bathroom walls of <laughs> shitty venues across America. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I do like, lyrically, it's it's just, uh, well, I guess in part it's sort of like a self-critique of kind of exploiting his own, or just the fact that people love to, or at least a subset of people love to... um as he says, fetishize, uh, what's he saying? Fetishize problems, right? And he's kind of capitalizing on that and kind of dealing, working through that and how he feels about that. Um, Do you also like the outro or just the ending? 
Oh my god, that's my absolute favorite. I love that. I wish I wish it was longer. That's what she said. That's what he said, frankly. Uh, Everyone I, is saying this. <laughs> Everyone's everyone saying it. <laughs> but no, I, that might be my favorite part of the album. Just it rips. Once again, it's that heavier metal influence. Um, we have a little, a little more sort of meta commentary in the lyrics here. Make no mistake, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just surprised the world isn't sick of grown men whining like children. Some could argue what they are. You shouldn't take it so seriously. It's just music after all. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You don't... I was thinking about this today. Like, in rock music, I feel like it's less common to hear the artist talk about the music in the lyrics. You know what I mean? I think that's... It's like it's very common in, like, hip-hop, for example, right? For a rapper to rap about how good they are at rapping yeah for ex- for example or about the process okay of, of i thought making the music i thought you were kind of going the route like because it's also when you're kind of you're not like necessarily dissing other rappers but you're dissing other genres so you know like that too like yeah. socially conscious rappers right like uh like lupe and common will frequently you know use in their lyrics the imagery or just lyrically talking about you know, like they need this this mm-hmm. grandiose lifestyle to be a rapper, and then like leaving like this shit in the background, like morals or whatever, or you mm-hmm. know, whatever the the song's about. But yeah, you're right. Uh, not too many, I guess, diss tracks, even self diss tracks in the <laughs> rock genre. Yeah, or even just songs explicitly about the process of them like writing songs. Right. It's interesting. Um. Yeah. I overall just this is like a. I haven't talked about gold stars for a while. Definite gold star here. <laughs> I just love the, the the heavier, aggressive sound of it and the, and the lyrics. It's good stuff. You know what's also heavy and aggressive? A bear hands. <laughs> yeah, those big old bear hands. <laughs> I um, I liked the harmonies in the chorus a lot and i said man this guy and his relationships seems fine but i like uh, uh this is like some just some nice pop punk writing i just liked how this tune sounded yeah. um the chorus the breakdown i also wrote that the ending was pretty and that the this, ending is very pretty this song is giving me sincere engineer vibes it's high praise i love the engineer yeah this is once again this one i don't have a lot of strong feelings about um but you mentioned this is like prime pop punk lyric writing um and one thing i think the songwriter does well is like it is sad boy rock and roll right but i think it's not it's not as i don't think it ever gets into like that cringy early mid 2000s emo territory no, like I, th- I think it's always for me anyway. It like it's acceptable. It's not. I'm not rolling my eyes. Um, it's not melodramatic, even if it's dramatic. Um, speaking of Toronto, should we talk about this last song called "City"? I wrote. Uh... Did this? Wait, I have an important question. Sorry to cut you off. Well, that's did okay. This, did this sound like a closer to you? Um, a sad closer, yeah. Um, I said, I think this is where I was just also pretty worn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, it's an, it's an okay tune. Um, 
And I said, the song is kind of like, the album's over and I'm done. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> like, especially the first half of it is a totally different energy, right? Yeah, I did it's note... slow and low, then it kind of builds. I liked how tame it was. And then I did appreciate, like, the heavy, like, after the breakdown, like... Yeah, I like... Um, I hear what you're saying where, like, it, it's late in the album, you're kind of fatigued almost from listening to it but i I think the reason that it kind of works for me is because that first half is so different from everything that came before it it kind of re-catches my attention um other than that i just i really like the guitar solo in the outro of this and 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 we haven't really talked about the drummer much on this episode yet but i think sick drums in in the outro specifically here but i mean throughout the album but i think this is kind of where he kind of lets loose a bit more shows his chops I kind of think that this drummer is just badass. Um, and does, you know, it, not everything is rocking and fucking insane, but so much of it is just tasty. And you go, wow, this, this fucker can play. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he makes interesting choices which, with like what um, grooves he plays. And I also think that applies to like the, just the, the overall song structures. I, I I think a lot of the riffs, just the the way they choose to kind of fit them into the the measure and which notes get the emphasis is interesting in a lot of the tracks. I would agree. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts uh, before we move on to the ratings, Andy? Nope. Sweet. Should we do some ratings? Yep. I like this. I liked the album. I thought it was nice. Sounded nice. I thought that uh, I feel like if I were to listen to this more, I would like more of it. But mm-hmm. I'm torn because I don't want you to feel that I like it, so I can't give it. To, like I can't it. give it too high of a rating. Be honest to your heart. Don't worry about me. I'll give it a good two. I'm kidding. Two? I'm gonna give it a four. Nice. I was. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I feel like I've. Struck out on many recently. I'll have to go back to the spreadsheet to check if that's the case. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.5. That was pretty much what I had in mind coming in. And um, I'm glad that it comes in over yours because I'm pretty sure I you know, feel more strongly about this than you do and like it more. Good. Um, so there. All right. Well, we've rated the album. Uh, I think it's the time in the show where you assign us, the Royal Us, homework for next episode. All right. Y'all are going to check out the album Jamie by Brittany Howard. Is Brittany Howard the singer of that band? Alabama Shakes? I was going to think of it. I knew it was like Southern State Action. Yo, yeah, the Mississippi roll. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Yeah, nice. Um, is- I have not. I, I know like that one Alabama Shake song everyone knows, um, and I don't know any of her solo stuff. And this is great because I know th- four of her songs off that album, and I really like all of them. So I will be discovering most of the album with you. I do actually have this album in my library already in my like to listen pile but I've not gotten around to it yet. Mm, wow. So it's exciting. Good stuff. All right, so we have talked about the album. We have rated the album. 
you have assigned us homework. Um, go listen to Andy's other shows. Uh, what else do you promote? Pay Andy to learn you how to play drums. Um, hire Andy to do improv. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I just graduated from funny school, so feel free if you if you want to write a script and you want someone to just check your writing for like hahas and funnies, let me know. You need to hire. Yeah, like I know it doesn't show, but Andy is he's qualified as a funny person. I have a T-shirt. <laughs> is that what they give you? <laughs> That's what they give you. And I don't know Let's if do. you know this, but I have a spot on Canadian accent. Um, I learned it from listening to Steve. Let me give it a try. <clears throat> Oi, governor. <laughs> I like hockey. I also like this slice of ham, but I'm going to call it bacon. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so problematic. You are in so much trouble with our Canadian listeners, of which we have none according to Anchor Analytics. Hey, would you like me more if I did myself in blackface like your president? <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of Canada and the problems I have with it, you're telling me the the best Canadian is Justin Trudeau. How embarrassing is that? That is the that's the best Canadian. Like at least our two most recent presidents, all of our presidents have been just like prime. <laughs> yeah, we examples of people yeah they've been prime fuckers for sure <laughs> yeah just incredible specimens the best we have to offer truly and i would put them up against any world leader in a battle of wits or a physical contest we get it our presidents suck <laughs> <laughs> no justin trudeau sucks we've got it together down here <laughs> um all right andy well um feels like an episode feels like an episode all right um Everyone, stay sad and have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Cry into that turkey. Um, and if it makes you feel better, listen to Pup. And do your homework, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, listen to Dad. Listen to Daddy. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, that's a good on a pancake. That's a good on that's a good on a pancake. It's a gabagool. It's a mighty, that's a spicy pancake. <laughs>